I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Well, once again, we say welcome aboard. Hey, it's good to be with you at this time, Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. My opportunity to be with you by means of radio. Thank you for welcoming us into your home. I hope our program today will be a blessing and help to you as a child of God. And then in turn, if maybe still in your heart there's not the peace that you would want to have, May God give that peace to you today, or maybe some answers, some questions, whereby you can reach out and search for that one, amen, that can be found. In the book of Luke, Luke chapter 23, we're looking at a number of verses here. The book of Luke, Luke chapter 23, the account is our Savior now has been crucified. He's hanging between two thieves, and I want to read something about both of these thieves here. The book of Luke, Luke chapter 23, I begin reading at verse 39 if you want to get a head start. Hey, by the way, thank you for corresponding with us. Thank you for those emails. You can get us F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. Once again, F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. That'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Ben Ministries International. Now, our think of our offices and everything. Uh, we've moved all to Fisherman's home now. Home here, right here, close to the banks of the Bon Secours River. And it's our, you know, it's our blessing. We always stay excited about doing radio programs. So just thank you for for being there. But once again, if we ever can help you, please feel free to correspond with us. And special thanks to those who have done that. In the book of Luke, Luke chapter 23, I begin reading in verse 39. And one of the malefactors, which were hanged, railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. No, no, there's no help for this man. If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. Oh, there's doubt. There's unbelief. No help for this guy. But verse 40, But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Wow, what a story. If ever there's a story that magnifies the goodness and the grace of God, I guess it would be this story here. Because here we face with a man in the most undeserving condition. And yet he's asking for God's help. He wasted his life in criminal career. Spent all his money and his time and his health. What would he say? His strength and his opportunities on sin. He's got enough. He's got the nerve to call and ask for help. Someone has proposed this thought. Is there a way to live your life, a life of sin, and get all the way down to the end of it and then call on God for help? 
and God respond? Is there a way? Someone said, can I sow my wild oats and at the end of my life turn to God? I'm just not ready yet, and when I get ready, I'll turn to God. Oh, I tell you what, those are scary thoughts, you know. But here we have a man that's, that's unusual. As far as this man is concerned, let's look at his condition and his confession here. What is this man's condition? All right, he's one of the thieves. He's hanging beside the Lord Jesus Christ. Whether he's to the right or to the left, I do not know. All right, one of them rails on him. In fact, both of them railed on him at one time because Matthew 27 and Mark chapter 15 say, says that both of them railed on him, but one of them evidently stopped. What did he, What happened? He saw something. First of all, I guess we could say he saw his own condition. Verse 40, but the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? Now what? In the same condemnation. He said, you ought to shut up. You're condemned just like I am. All right? So this man understands he's condemned. He's suffering for his own sin. Uh, condemned. Condemned by the Roman government. They had enough of him, my friend. They hung him on a cross, you know. You know, sin has a way of finally catching up. Oh, I may take the end of the road, but there's never a way to sin and get away with it. For the wages of sin is death. And if not here in the hereafter, he's unworthy of the least of the mercy of God. This man here is in a helpless situation to be able to save himself. Most all of the religions of the world say if there's some afterlife and if there's something out there somewhere, if there's a God, you know, you have to earn this right to be able to get out there. You're going to have to work for this. All right? There's no help for this man then. If this man has to do something to be saved, there's no help for him. Are you listening to me? He's hanging on a cross. Could he, could he work for his salvation? <laughs> his hands are tied. Oh, well, his hands are nailed, you know. Uh, could he show some, what do I say, some act of humility, you know? Could he get on his knees? Could he bow his head? Could he fall on his face? Could he lay on his tummy and pray? No, no, no. Can he pay for his salvation? No, he has nothing. He has nothing, you know. Uh, could he take an ordinance or observe a ceremony? No. Uh, could he unite with some religion or something? No, no, no. What are you saying, Brother Mon? If there's some help for this man, if he's to be saved, it's going to be 100% by the grace of God. My friend, that's what happens. Now, why does Jesus Christ respond to this man? Because this man sees something that the other thief does not. This man has seen something that the crowd that said, crucify, something they do not see. What? All right, this man sees as to his sinfulness. And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. He understands some things about himself. If you're going to have God to respond to you and offer salvation, and that this grace that is there, this goodness and grace of God can be yours, you're going to have to see some things about yourself like this man. He saw his sinfulness. He saw as far as his punishment is concerned. And we indeed justly receive. He's a sinner. My friend, as far as punishment is concerned, he's getting just what he deserves. For that being true, something is happening. As his heart begins to turn, instead of looking out and seeing others, he begins to see himself as what he really is. And then as he glances upon Jesus Christ, what does he see there? See, Jesus is already beginning to do a work in his heart. 
All right. Uh, as far as this man is concerned, he sees something about Jesus others do not. Uh, let me sort of uh, just ease it out so that maybe you might grab it. And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man hath done nothing amiss. Uh-oh. It's revealed to him now. As far as this Jesus is concerned, he's done nothing. He's innocent. He's guiltless. He is sinless. He's not dying for his own sin like, like we are. And it says, and he said unto Jesus, all right, who is this Jesus? Well, Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, oh, he shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save my friend. Jesus is already trying to reach out to this, this sinner here. And he says, not only Jesus, but, but Lord, remember me, Lord. He sees something about the deity of this man. This man is not like we are. The deity, we think about Lord, Master, Ruler, Supreme One, One of authority and power, you know, Jehovah God. What is he seeing? He's seeing Jesus on the cross. Now, not, now not the cross, now, not the crucifix. It's not the crucifix that you need. It's the one on the crucifix. He sees Jesus on the cross. That's what every sinner must see. What does Jesus say? Well, John chapter 12, verse 32, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. Something has happened. Is this Jesus hanging outstretched, dying for the sins of this world? He's beginning already to draw sinners unto himself. And this man understands something about the resurrection. Verse 42, and he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest unto thy kingdom. I don't understand that. These two are fixing to die. They're, the only thing they're going to look forward to is a hole in the ground. There is no kingdom to come. As far as Jesus is concerned, he's dying also. And yet this man said, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. There's some afterlife. There's something after death. You know, you said, what is this man seeing? He's seeing something about Jesus Christ that no one else has seen. And this is what's true of all sinners. They must see Jesus Christ for who he is. Yes, but God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And as Christ lifted up from this earth, and as we lift him up and speak of the glorious gospel, which is the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, the Spirit of God draws people unto himself. And then you know what he qualifies for? He qualifies for comfort. Can you get to the end of your life? I mean, waste your life in sin. Get to the end of your life and there'll be some goodness and there's grace that's so strong can even reach you. Oh, I kind of doubt it, my friend, but it's possible. What did this man get? As far as comfort is concerned, and Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Now he only says that to this one man. Not to the other said that said, if thou be the Christ, come and save it. He says this to this man that understands he's a sinner, has no help, and has no hope, and has nothing he can do. Is there help for me? 
Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. What did he get? He got the best promise you ever could get because it comes from the best promiser. It's one thing for you to promise to do something for me, but it's another thing to get a promise from God. And here is a promise, verily I say unto thee, today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Not only just the best promiser, but the best place. Where? Paradise. Home of the soul. The best time? Today. Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. And then the best company, and this is what I love about this passage. It says, I say unto thee, today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Oh, to be with Christ. All to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. This man had comfort that no one and received comfort. I guess we think about all of those before him. Even though Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They'd have to call and ask for this forgiveness. But this man did. Understood some things about himself. Do you see that about yourself, sir? That you're an undeserving sinner. As far as merits is concerned, nothing you can do to save yourself, sir. I'm talking about there's no religion, there's no religious act, there's no help for you. But God, if God's going to save you, ma'am, or you, sir, or whoever's listening, it'll be 100% by the grace of God. And then what will happen? Oh, you can get that promise of being with Christ. I'm so glad to be saved today. So glad to know that soon even I will be with Christ. And it comes from grace. Now, until next week, the same time, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.